Hello and welcome to Within Normal Limits, COPIC's podcast featuring discussions of patient safety in the modern healthcare world. I'm your host, Eric Zacharias, a risk manager and patient safety consultant at COPIC. I'm also our director of medical education and on clinical faculty at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. I'm a practicing internal medicine physician, and I want to thank you for listening and helping us further COPIC's mission of improving medicine in the communities we serve. Now, an exciting legal disclaimer. Uh, information provided in this podcast should not be relied upon for personal, medical, legal, or financial decisions, and you should consult an appropriate professional for specific advice that pertains to your situation. Healthcare providers should exercise their professional judgment in connection with the provision of healthcare services. The information contained in this podcast is not intended to be, nor is it, a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, advice, or judgment relative to a patient's specific condition. Thank you for joining us. This is Eric Zacharias with Within Normal Limits, and today we're going to talk a little bit about fragmentation and care and some of the organizations which have received COPIC grants and are working in this space. And so with me today from the West Mountain Regional Health Alliance, uh, Christina Gear and Namrata Shrestha, uh, thank you both for joining me on Within Normal Limits. Great to be here. Thank you. And before we get started, what I always like to do is get just a little bit of background on the individuals I'm, I'm speaking with. And obviously, we'll, we'll talk about your organization and its mission in reducing fragmentation of care and, and helping to optimize health care, which obviously are very noble goals. But uh, Christina, let's start with you. Tell me uh, where, where you grew up and what brought you to West Mountain and, and also maybe what you do in your free time other than cheering for the Nuggets, I hope. I do cheer for the Nuggets, so you are correct. Um, so I was born, I'm an actual Colorado native, but I was born in eastern Colorado in a small town called Byers, right by I-70. And, um, and then I moved with my family to a small town near Kansas City, Missouri. So... Um, and I sort of took a, a roundabout route to West Mountain Regional Health Alliance. I started out after college, I went to New York City and I was a journalist for six years. And then I moved to the mountains and started working in nonprofits. And I've been at West Mountain now since, um, for just over six years and, uh, you know, I moved into nonprofits just to try to try to help others and make a difference, and it's been a good a good shift. And I kind of took my you know my journalism background and and sort of took that forward. And for my fun time, I like I love to travel. Um, I love to hike, ski, uh, go to the pool, read books. You know, lots of things. So, thank you. All, all sounds fun. Now, Rada, the same questions for you. Where you're, where you're from? What brought you to? And can we just call it West Mountain because it is quite a mouthful. And uh, <laughs> what you are doing, and your, even yeah. the abbreviation that WMRHA doesn't just roll off the tongue. So I know. Agreed. Um, so I'm from Nepal. Born and raised in Nepal. I came here for school, CSU Pueblo. Did my graduate undergrad from Wichita State University, Kansas. That's where my, I met my husband. Um, then he said he, he loves mountains, so that's how we're in mountain here. 
uh, when, when I lived in back in Denver, he said, we're going to live a little bit closer to the mountains. He took me to Redstone, which is a very small town here in the Crystal River Valley. So that's how I am here. Um, I have a two beautiful kids and uh, has been a beautiful life. Um, the reason why I am a nonprofit is I was born and raised in my, my parent, my father has been a nonprofit for a long time and that's how my passion for nonprofit has always been uh, there. Um, what are the fun activities? Besides being a Coloradan and doing all the outdoor stuff, I love um, art. I love painting. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, more, more creative than I am for, for sure. So I'm going to kick it off by starting with the mission statement of West Mountain, and then maybe you can, uh, you guys can maybe trade off or decide who who has better strengths and what in each of these areas. But I am I'm very curious. You know, the the mission statement is uh, is is if nothing uh, not ambitious, which is you know to build an integrated healthcare system to achieve optimal health for all people who live in the in the West Mountain region, but I know there has to be a more granular component to that. So tell me a little bit about this align access uh, and uh, and advocate uh, role of, of West Mountain. I'll start and then you can add if you'd like. Um, so West Mountain was started as a, um, a convener of sorts with government agencies like health and health and human services, public health and healthcare providers, including behavioral health and started having conversations about how to solve community issues. So the first one that started was an issue with, um, the first issue that they started with was an issue where some, some women were not being served with prenatal care in this low income group. And so two groups decided to come together and now that is, they are served ongoing and it's been really an amazing process so from there it was realized okay let's make this more formal so that we can move forward to do other things and so that's when it became its own 501c3 nonprofit and we also started looking a little more closely at social determinants of health because we realized that access is not just the clinical access it's also access to food housing and other services and things that need to happen in order for someone to be healthy. And part of that is advocating around policy and other things to, to really shift change and to bring in, um, bring in funding and other types of things to impact that. And then from you know, what it achieves, and, and in fairness, I cheated and looked at your PowerPoint that when we talked about uh, your grant application and some of the good work you're doing, but what are some of the the kind of short-term areas that you would say, oh yeah, these are things we're achieving within our mission to improve a health system with our partners. Uh, what what might be some of those those uh, items? Um, yeah, so some of the things that we're achieving is is building um, a collaborative network that's actually cooperating and working together. Um, sometimes in using collaboration, it's a word that's used a lot, 
but whether you're actually collaborating to build a system and to change um, the way something works is often not the case. Um, we do actually have groups collaborating at this program level, at the leadership level, um, trying to impact things such as food security and housing security and getting people um, care that they need, whether that's fiscal health care or behavioral health care. Um, and so we bring those partners together and enable them to work together in more of a care team fashion. Pre previously, all of those groups were kind of um, siloed between each other. And we bring a chance for people to, to really work together knowing that someone's overall health is not just based on um, their going to healthcare. And whether they're even doing that, some of them, they're not even involved in the system. So how do you either get them a home for healthcare or and and whatnot and so that's one that's one big thing that i think we're making happen and that we've shown the ability to do the other thing is to create um some system level work that supports all of the on the ground work that's happening um and then finally we've been able to build some more continuum of care type work with our partners as well as bring in some significant funding that um, allows for a better system of care. Well, I, I read about the community resource network, which, you know, as, as an example of you know, kind of what you were describing, um, you know, multiple levels of healthcare. I'm an, I'm an internal medicine physician. If you have uh, reached the point where your medical condition requires us to stay in the intensive care unit, uh, great, I, I can help you out there, but all those steps on the on the front end that perhaps could have prevented you know good nutrition, a, a, a appropriate uh, services, whatever those might be. It sounds as if that's an area where you all uh, are spending some resources. I looked at the partners and uh, you know saw the some homeless outreach, Catholic Charity, Salvation Army. Uh, Alpine Legal Services, River Center, Newcastle, Advocacy, and so on. Uh, and it seems as if you're really targeting, uh, you know, in, in the realm of healthcare, some of the early determinants of, that may result in, in somebody having an adverse outcome and perhaps uh, preventing that from happening. Is that is is that a, a, an accurate or at least close to correct summation of some of the areas where you're trying to make an impact? Yes, it's very, um, it's accurate and very close to accurate, but um, the reason why I say that is because, as you were saying, um, yes, we take care of a patient uh, pre-going uh, through the crisis, but also we take care of the patient um, after the crisis, too. What does that mean is if a patient um, is identified as has a other social need like food, housing, transportation, behavioral health, any need, the Community Resource Network, which is a social information exchange tool, plays a very important role in connecting that fragmented system. Um, well, also, like what uh, with the list that you went through, we have a lot, this is only a community partners, 
where we have a medical provider and behavioral health provider already part of CRM. So what happens is Catholic Charity can just send one referral, just receive a referral from any hospitals and clinic in one click, and they can communicate back whether they have received that, whether they have received um, any service for that uh, client or not. Similarly with Arc of the Central Mountain, which does a lot of support for the disability population, they can outreach that medical provider or they can receive information from medical provider in one click. And that saves them a lot of time and that builds that trust for that um, patient towards the system. Navigating the U.S. healthcare system is is a challenge, and I, I certainly <laughs> I think it's admirable that that anybody is is trying to help with that. I mean, it's hard enough just simply if you're already at the level of having good insurance with a medical issue, getting into your, your doctor, getting your pharmacy, getting your fog, getting your imaging, getting your labs, uh, and then if you factor in some of these other incredibly complicating areas, uh, you know, it seems as if this is uh, a, a perfect place for reduction of, of fragmentation and of care. So tell me, uh, you know, I, I presume that was a large part of your, your grant request, and since I am going to put a plug in for my employer, Copic, uh, tell me what the grant support might assist you all uh, in, in uh, helping to either, you know, amplify what you do uh, add new resources, add new people. I saw you have you know hundreds of referrals every month, so it's 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 not a trivial amount of work you're doing. But how how might the uh, the funding be of assistance? Yeah, I think the what the funding has done is supported some of the work that um, the staff at West Mountain does. To you know, this is the process we recruit the organizations. We also are asking them to put this into their workflow. And for, for healthcare organizations, that's a lot to ask because we know that every healthcare provider already has to do a ton of documentation and different things. But even more so for our nonprofit providers or community organizations, they may not have more of a formal workflow. So then you are really asking them to sort of disrupt from what they normally do potentially. And so I think that's a huge part. Also, just asking everyone to go to a new place, to make a referral, to form a care team so that everyone involved is able to go back and say, for example, we were talking to a behavioral health provider and she called and asked, so what's going on with this individual? If the care team's formed, they do, you're able to look at that right away and see sort of Okay, it's improved. They are, they now are enrolled in SNAP benefits, so they're receiving funding for food. They still haven't, you know, they're in the process, but they have not been able to find housing and, and get assistance with that yet. And so it's really about connecting the dots, but then also taking that tool and making it useful. Because you can have any kind of tool, as we know, but until it's used. And so that's one of our greatest successes and biggest challenges is to get everybody using it um, and doing the referrals. And then I think the next phase is really getting pushing to have more care team care teams created. Um, just adding to that, 
um, with the CRN, we, I think the strength of uh, where the Westmount plays is that Westmount's coordination and collaboration with different other partners. We have a very strong collaboration uh, effort with government partners, clinical partners, and community partners. So that relationship plays a very important role in connecting the dots and um, making a smooth workflow for all the partners in CRN. Well, it sounds like you all have really a, a lot on your plate uh, to to you know help people through this system. And I guess, well, first of all, tell me where are you chiefly located? Where do most of your referrals geographically uh, take take place? And uh, you envision keeping that same geographic focus, or maybe projecting goals for the for the future. I, I suspect it's not going to be to take over the entire world. Uh, but uh, what what do you where are you now, and where do you want it to be, or where might you be? Uh, so the community resource network is um, Westmont is leading more our area that's picking Garfield and Eagle County. Whereas CRN is going on the Montrose location too, or Springboat location too. The different lead, uh, our different organization in that area is taking a lead on that program. But for us, at this time, we are doing Aspen to Parachute Corridor. We are trying to um, improve the referral and have more network partners in Aspen to Parachute Corridor and slowly extend it to the Eagle side. Eagle River Valley. Yeah, so it's really Garfield, Eagle, and Pitkin counties. Um, as far as going past that at this time, no. But you know, once once we do uh, get that in alignment, then there's possibilities there for sure. And I do want to add that like we partner with Quality Health Network on the Community Resource Network. It is their tool. We just are we work together um, to make this happen because we had a lot of the. We have the contacts and the and the conversation, and but they're doing the training and other things. So luckily, we're not doing some of those pieces for sure. And well, you know, thank you for what you're doing, and also for where you're doing it. I I, I live in a in a metro area now. I'm from Mississippi, which has a tremendous amount of rural population and underserved. Uh, rural populations and and Colorado, uh, you know, folks who aren't from here, Colorado is more than just uh, Metro Denver. Uh, it's a it's a big state and it has very rural areas, very underserved areas, not forgotten uh, necessarily, but not resource rich either. And and many states, uh, you know, Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Kansas, and so on. Uh, I think we've done a, 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 this is Eric editorial, by the way, this is not Kobe speaking, but I think we've done a real disservice to people who live in those areas uh, by not having uh, resources and coordinated resources as readily available for them. So I, you know, I salute you for, for taking that on. I think it is valuable work and, and it is important to uh, help reduce fragmentation of care. And it, uh, you know, it's probably not going to make it super simple for people. But it's going to make it a lot less complicated, which I which I suspect is a victory. So I'll let each of you maybe have a, a last word on if you uh, if there's anything you would want our listeners to know what they can do to support your organization or similar organizations 
or if there's just anything you want to let people know about the complexity of healthcare and, and uh, r really for rural America, not just rural Colorado, um, that, uh, that, that might be of, of interest. Yeah, thank you. I think with West Mountain Regional Health Alliance, the difference is that rural focus and um, specifically where we are, it's a rural resort region focus as well as sort of more um, what they call frontier in the western part of Garfield County. And the issues, they aren't as large as a metro area, but the fragmentation and the, and the services are much different. Um, it's still a very difficult system to navigate. Um, and we have an added challenge, which I know most metro areas have the same thing, but like with our trying to house homeless and do that piece, there's, there's like hardly any affordable housing and specifically affordable housing sometimes that is available for, um, for those who've experienced homelessness. And so that's a huge challenge. Um, but I think what we want people to know is that there's also a great opportunity to serve these, or, these communities and really make some significant difference um, in healthcare. And so I think that's really important to think about, but also realize um, this model might be able to be um, replicable to other rural areas and even urban areas at some level because I think we're all trying to do the same thing because we do know that it is very difficult to navigate the system just as you said even if you have health insurance and understand the system it's still a big process so excited that we really appreciate Copic for recognizing you know that this this is a challenge also in a rural area yeah, and um, i just like to add that when we started this program or tool, it was a one small step at a time. It was one small organization, one small step. There was a lot of buy-in. We had, if we had, right now we have 49 organizations, um, but we had to use different workflow for each organization. It was that complex sometimes. But after a point, we were able to include a system, as in like 10 organizations at a time, rather than one organization because we had that buy-in, we had that um, setup, workflow setup. So um, being patient, I guess, because nothing happens <laughs> as um, fast as we think. It takes its own time. So um, we've been here for three years doing this. So yeah, just being patient. <laughs> well, it's incredibly hard work. And, and you know, I certainly know how hard it is and uh, and you know, just the, the deepest respect for for what you're cobbling together and uh, it, we'll put in the show notes a little bit more about your organization we'll put a link to your website which I was on um, and it's West Mountain Regional Health Alliance and uh, thank you both for joining us on the COVID podcast I wish you both the best thank you yeah thanks for thanks for featuring us Hi, this is Dr. Susan Scambotti, a colorectal surgeon and medical director of Copic, thanking you for being a listener. We hope you find Within Normal Limits to be interesting and informative as we at Copic continue with new ways to bring you content relevant to our mission. Please email us at wnl 
podcast at copic.com with show ideas or topics you would like to see addressed in future episodes of Within Normal Limits, Navigating Medical Risk. Also, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice so you don't miss any of our content. And while you're at it, please give us a rating if you enjoyed our show. 